Hey, I'm Steve Post, the Postman with MRN and Wing Nation. You're listening to the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. It's free real estate. There we go. That's going to be the intro I've been recording. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. It's another episode of the Midwest Auto Sports Podcast. And my name is Lauren Big Contact Kelly, and I'm here with... I'm Will. You're Will. I, uh... I don't know. Oh, I thought you were gonna have, thought you were gonna have something real clever to say right there, but I, guess I not. yeah, um, I thought so too. But that's just not the way the cookie crumbled. What'd you do this past week, William? Everything. 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 Oh boy, interesting week for a Willie G over here. Yes. When was the last time we talked on the podcast? At least last week, Saturday. So what have I been doing since Saturday? Let's see. Sunday. Boy's gonna have a little sit down here. Yeah. Sunday at our NASCAR, I think, as you're playing with the toy cars. I'm just organizing. Uh, then pretty much it's just, I don't know, it's just been full tilt. I mean, work stuff. I mean, doing evals, evaluation. Ooh, excuse me, I burped. Um, Too much beepus. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm the one drinking a claw right yeah, here. Yeah, he's got a white claw crack. Oh, I'm going to have so much I got crap. The, I'm, I'm being a hydro homie right now. Mm-hmm. I got my water. I got Sorry, my white I got my coffee. It's like 9 p.m., but I'm drinking coffee. I have coffee in my sage fruit Yeti. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Like um, Actually, right Sunday, I think. What was it, Sunday? What was Sunday? No, Saturday, I went to uh, Trevor Frank's Brat Fry. Oh, yeah. How was uh, that? Good. Yeah. I won uh, a Hoosier Tire kit or a Hoosier oh. Tire like baggie because I completely ripped the headphones <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, and then... Amy won some Bud Light seltzers over there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Went right next door. What you want? It. And then I went to dinner with Sean. Caught up. Yeah. On whatever day that was, Sunday. This past Sunday, and I don't know. I've just been doing work stuff, I guess, man. Yeah, we were gonna go out to dinner with Sean, and then we called him, and he's like, "I'm already out with Will." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I see how it is." <laughs> no, it was really funny. Um, but no, I'm glad you guys had a good time there. I wasn't able to be there. Because I was somewhere else. I was uh, down in middle of absolute nowhere, Indiana, in a little place called Hobstot. Uh, well, that was on Saturday. And then Friday I was at Kokomo. Sean was at Kokomo too. He just decided not to drive reverse down to Hobstot in his RV. But uh, unreal couple tracks. Those places are. Have you ever been to Kokomo? No. Um, there's maybe an opportunity to go. To the USAC Midget Race. I might go there in a couple weeks. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, just an amazing place. Uh, We covered it quite a bit on Midwest Auto Sports on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, But, yeah. Just a a pretty incredible facilities both at Kokomo and uh, Tri-State. Just amazing races both nights. Um, First night, I think, well, I, I would say Hobstot was a little bit better. Um, then Kokomo, but I'd say they were both pretty fantastic races. And I didn't even realize it until I was there and we talked about it with uh, Steve Post in our interview this week, but that was only my second ever World of Outlaws race that I'd ever been to. What? Yeah, I know. I didn't even, it didn't even hit me until I walked in there and I was like, I've only ever been to one other World of Outlaws race. And it was at Plymouth. It was way back, I think it was 2004. 
when I think they had to cancel somewhere else like last minute and they rescheduled to Plymouth and I still have the tickets from mm. there, I think in the basement of my grandparents' house, but just really cool. Uh, and I mean, if you've never been to a World of Outlaws race, it's definitely an experience and uh, I would definitely recommend it, especially at Kokomo or Tri-State. Those places are awesome. So Yeah, eventually I want to check out all these tracks that I've been only keeping up with on social media and watching videos of right we cover them so much but we never it's so hard to actually get to them because we're so busy with the stuff that we're doing here so but yeah i think uh you got anything else you want to get off your chest here no all right per- <laughs> all right perfect all we're right we're gonna take a quick break let's listen to some of our partners and we'll be back with the news hey ashley what are you up to oh i just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor. Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of Eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high quality apples and pears to consumers all year long. Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to checkout. When you need to ship it from anywhere to anywhere, the LTL Freight Logistics Specialist for your small business. We simplify shipping, eliminate those surprise charges, and negotiate the best rates from most LTL qualified carriers. Special residential and liftgate rates available for automotive and ag implements. The company that actually cares about the American small business owner. Use the promo code SHIPIT and get 10% off your first shipment. Startup is so easy. Get a quote and ship today qualityfreightrate.com uh, let's do some news sponsored by quality freight quality rate. yes qualityfreightrate.com shall we out. play the ad so i don't have to read it right yeah right <laughs> isn't that so nice <laughs> it is it's so nice just to be able to just talk um yeah so first off the big probably the biggest news of the week eh well biggest relative to us yeah nascar at road america will be the road america 250 Presented by Quick Trip. What are your thoughts on this? I think it should be the Quick Trip Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's not a Grand Prix. Neither are the IndyCar races. Yeah, well, that's fair. Boom roasted. <laughs> Ratioed. Uh, no, I, th- I think it's awesome. I I think. Quick I don't trip. know. I think it'd be the Quick Trip 250 at Road America. It's I think pretty Quick great. Trip should be the Quick Trip 250 presented by Culver's. And there you go. And you just throw the trophy will be cheese and we can just do all the Wisconsin stereotypes <laughs> all at one deal. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Quick Trip should be way more involved in racing simply for the fact that they have Quick in their name. I feel like Quick Trip, Quick Time at every track that qualifies, is just, that's just done. I mean, it's sold. You're good to go. I mean, right? Isn't that not like a, that's a PR fantasy? That's like literally printing money. Yeah, basically. So I, yeah, I don't know why that <laughs> it's it's glazers for everybody over there at Road America right now. Um, I think it's going to be great. But uh, what? Nothing that was dumb. I saw you wrote that in our our notes <laughs> here. Glazers <laughs> for everyone. I knew you were going to slip it in there. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. What, I didn't know when. <laughs> got to uh love a good glazer our race team basically runs off of glazers and quick trip coffee so um yeah so very good news over there at road america quick i for from a business side of things i think that's a great title sponsor quick trip obviously synonymous with wisconsin along with culver's 
Imagine if it was the Culver's 250 presented by Quick Trip. This doesn't make any sense. That would just be, oh, would be amazing. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Chase McDermott has officially joined Midwest Auto Sports Publications for 2021. Woo! Welcome, we Chase. We need to talk about Chase McDermott more. Not yeah. that we did. Not that know. we told <laughs> And we'll talk about his first race weekend. It was really funny how he how it kind of came about. He just messaged me. He's like, hey, we're heading to uh, Port City in the morning. If you've got a Midwest Auto Sports sticker, we'll just slap it on the side for the first race of the year. Uh, or that was supposed to be for LaSalle. And LaSalle got right out. So <laughs> he decided we weren't going to be able to get him a sticker because he had to go to Port City. But um, he's like, yeah, let's work something out for PR for the whole year. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, uh, all right. Um, kind of last person I was expecting to ask to do PR with us for this year, but I love I feel Chase. like Donnie Schatz would be the last person that would. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, Max Verstappen. That would, yeah, that would probably be out there. <laughs> Let me just check my email real quick, see if Actually, there's one from Max Verstappen. No, there's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but Chase is awesome. Uh, he's basically big time now because he ran the Chili Bowl last year. Um, but he's also a good friend of ours, so that's really cool that we get to work with him some more and we get to talk about him even more here on the he show. He tolerates us in a group chat that he hasn't left yet. That's true, yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming he has it on mute and he just pops of in there course. every once in a while, yeah. But, uh, no, he's got a great... He sent me over his schedule for this year. Oh. 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 Oh, man. There's some really cool stuff on there, dude. Is he going to Angel Park? Well, yeah, he's running Badger. Well, there we go. That's all he's running. Off. He's running Badger Midgets full time. Well, because we're we're gonna release this like in f- like ten minutes as soon as I put out the press release. But he's he's running Badger full time, and there's some USAC regional stuff on there, some actual USAC stuff on there, some Power Eye National stuff on there. <laughs> so there's he's gonna get around this year, which is great to see. So very excited to have Chase part of the team. Thank you, Chase McDermott. Thank you so much. All right, IRA rained out all weekend. Yep. You went to you plan to go to two, three, three, four, ten races this weekend. And Lee County non-sanctioned at Lee County, but still we were gonna run. Then thirty-four, which I kind of figured as soon as Lee County rained out, they were gonna pull the plug on thirty-four because it's literally twenty minutes down the road. Um, and those two were pretty quick, and they held on to LaSalle for as long as they could, and just didn't work out. But. 34 was definitely right to cancel. They tweeted out a picture of their track just absolutely under about a foot of water. So uh, they were definitely right to do so um, as much as it sucks. But, uh, yeah, bummed out. But it gave me the opportunity to go down to Kokomo and uh, Tri-State with Gary Cornell from Wisconsin Spring Car Update. So yeah, it I'm, I'm jealous about that. It was fun. I, I It really was completely spur of the moment. As soon as I found out that Lee County canceled... Uh, because Gary works for the IRA, so he had to go over to 34 and LaSalle. So he his plan was to go to Kokomo, then drive over to 34 for Saturday. So I was like, do you mind if I just, you know, bum a ride with you down to Kokomo, and then we can go over to 34 on Saturday. And we were just playing the whole thing by ear, and then as soon as we found out that 34 was canceled, we're like, all right, we're getting a hotel down somewhere in the middle of Indiana, and we're going to go down to Tri-State for Saturday. And Tri-State even looked a little funky with the rain. Um, and we did get a couple short showers, but they got the whole show in and it was done by 10 o'clock and it was great. So, and we got, we got that time back on the way home cause it's in Eastern time. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had that nice little jump back. So we got home earlier. So it was nice. It was a really, really good trip. Uh, thanks to Gary for, uh, putting up with me for a couple days. Uh, we had a lot of fun. So 
moving over to the asphalt side of things, when Pablo Montoya is going to race with McLaren, or McLaren Aero SP. Spam. Spam. Schmidt Peterson, Aero McLaren. Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a PR nightmare, to be fair. Do <laughs> you imagine if that was actually their their acronym was actually spam? <laughs> shakes shakes my head. Yeah, <laughs> but he's gonna run with McLaren for the Indy 500 this year. Did, did he you s- run with McLaren in F1? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. That's when they I had the the silver the silver and red Vodafone cars. That's right. Um, did you see his car though for the Indy 500? It's like white and orange. <sighs> Looks so nice. Looks like an orange green. So they have like I think they have a black and orange. They have a blue and orange, like the F one cars. Mm-hmm. Now they have a white and orange. The blue and orange still has some black in there. Yeah, but I mean the the well, so does the F one car. Right. The white and orange is completely white and orange though. It looks great. Um, like I said, it looks like an orange dreamsicle, but it looks good. I, I think it looks great. And of course, JPM. They've been testing there at Indy a little bit here and there. Yep. Uh, they had Indy, IndyCar testing at Indianapolis this yeah, past week. Oval. I think someone crashed. I forget who it was. They crashed pretty good. Was it Cody Ware? No. <laughs> he did enough crashing on uh, sun- Sunday at Martinsville. Oh, that was the other topic that I was going to put in here. Uh, we'll talk about that in our meet of the show. But, uh, yeah, that was... There's been a lot of IndyCar testing this past month. Their first race is this weekend. Um, I think we can put that in our picks this week now, which is cool. Um Really excited to see how Roman Grosjean does this weekend because he he got the opportunity to test at Barber a bunch, so he should do pretty well. As for the other goal, we're already talking about asphalt, but let's uh, talk about the heavier stuff on asphalt. Mm-hmm. NASCAR tests out the rain tires, and then they kind of got rained out. At the same track that they tested the rain tires at. I just thought it was really ironic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just tested the rain tires you there. You dump a bunch of water on the track to test some rain tires, and then you get actual rain like two days later <laughs> when you're actually supposed to race. I, and there was a, I was listening to Door Bumper Clear, and TJ Majors was like, they should have just brought him back out. <laughs> we should have just ran with him on uh, on Saturday. But, and they, well, they didn't get rained out because they got, they got 40-some laps in on Saturday, mm-hmm. right? And Saturday then, night, and then they restarted it on yeah. Sunday, which I don't know. Like, why would you not? Like, if you know you're going to get rained out on Saturday, why not just wait until Sunday? I don't know. Seems well, like a big waste of time. I would have liked it to see it on, like, the night race, which I like night races in NASCAR, but. Yeah, NASCAR night races are awesome. I don't know. And I like Martinsville, too. There's good racing. That was a good race. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I didn't really get to watch a lot of it. I didn't watch it. T- I just watched the highlights, but it looked like a good race. I mean, of course, the highlights they make it look better than it was. But of course, I don't know. I just, I don't, I'm not like a huge fan of Martinsville racing unless there's like a lot of pressure at the end of the year. The modifieds there were cool. Did you see that they ran the they ran the NASCAR modifieds there on NBC? No, I didn't watch them. Oh, it was cool. It was really cool. They had good racing. I feel like those NASCAR Modifieds are pretty cool. Steve Post was talking about them. Yeah, he was. Listen to that interview, by the way, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have girls. Boys don't and girls. Yeah. No. Don't mean to segregate anyone here. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun talking to Steve Post. I cut some time out off, off of my day at the office. Hopefully he like looked at me was checking out my office. I got like helmets back there. I was going to say, Will was flexing was all flexing. over. He, he, had his, he had three helmets behind him, like eight trophies up on the thing, and he had a feature winner card up there. And mm-hmm. 
championship stuff. I'm surprised you didn't uh, get back your MSA winner medal for just that interview. Just hang it up there. No, that's that's in that's uh, with your sponsor, isn't it? Yeah, that's with Pastor Don and yeah. uh, the offices of <laughs> Diddle and Axle Racing. Was, uh, yeah, shameless plug. Right. <laughs> it was a it was a really cool interview though. I had I had a really good time. Dream interview actually with Steve Post. I mean that's. Really, really cool. I uh, say we get Dale Jr. next. Yeah, think so. Yep, we got Steve Post. Not the sky's the limit now. Yep, sky's yeah. the limit. <laughs> we talked about a lot of cool stuff. We talked about the Martinsville hot dog stand, um, and then at the end there was some great stuff. Exclude, like literally, he has never told anyone about this before on like a show ever, and he told us, which was really cool. Well, we had to dig deep for that, though. We did have to dig deep, but it was great. I mean, he just came out, I mean, we didn't really dig deep, I just brought up that video, and then he he added that in at the end. It was cool. It, I mean, if you don't know what we're talking about, go listen to it. We put it up uh, before this episode came out, it would be the last episode before this one. It's it great, I thought. But, uh, yeah, we'll go into the rumor mill now. Um, is North Wilkesboro... Making a comeback. No. <laughs> Alright, moving on. <laughs> I've always wanted to start like a YouTube channel like that. Where like, there's just questions and I just answer them in one word. Just yes They're or like, no. Like, yes or no. Like, oh, maybe. <laughs> no. Oh man, I think those videos are, like, would be this, hilarious. This whole thing came up because Marcus Smith went on the Dale Jr. download after Bristol Dirt and he's, he... Came out of nowhere and just said that we have not forgotten about North Wilkesboro. And I was like, wait, what? Like, what? And then Dale Jr. and Mike, what is his name? Mike Davis? Mike Davis. I hate that guy. Why do you not like Mike Davis? I can't stand the way he talks and like how he interviews people. Like, he's always like, wait, but, but you, but, but, but it's like, just stop, dude. Just ask a question. Just. Formulate a sentence. I, I like Mike. Dude. He seems like all a cool those guys guy. Seem like they, they all seem like cool guys. They seem pretty genuine. I just don't like the way he talks. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, calling but, out uh, Mike Davis. No, I'm not calling out Mike Davis. Uh, but they, of course, Dale Jr. and Mike Davis lost their minds when he said that because Dale Jr. does that whole lost well, speedways also, thing. They also said something about. Uh, uh, putting a roof over Bristol, so yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going <laughs> to yeah. take that. Maybe we take it all with a little, little grain of salt there. but uh, And then he also pitched just turning Bristol into a dirt track. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not going to take any. Well, that's what that people were seriously. saying to, to do with North, North Wilkesboro, just was turn to it turn it into, into a dirt, dirt track. track, which I think, why not? You know, and they're talking that about the Nashville Fairgrounds, but Nashville Fairgrounds already has a established asphalt following. Whereas North Wilkesboro has been dead for years, so why not just turn into a dirt bring track back and you know, run the you could run bits in the Carolinas. You can bring like yeah. outlaws down there instead of just outlaw late, the yeah outlaw late model. You could have outlaw late models, regular late models, late silver Luke dirt, silver crown, silver crown. I love those cars. I know you do. I'm, we'll leave it I'm, at that. I'm anyway, indifferent. <laughs> Is that going to do it for our news? I think that'll do it for our news uh, in our rumor mill there, but we got some more topics coming up here, so let's take a break and we'll get into the meat of the show. Now for the meat of the show, sponsored by Old World Meats, with 50 years of high-end provisioning under their belts, 
Old World Meats is known for their next level quality meats, handcrafted sausages, and worldwide snack sticks. Old World Meats is the only certified Angus beef retailer north of Minneapolis, and we are proud to serve you with the best quality, service, and experience you can find in an old-fashioned butcher shop. Experience quality, taste the difference. Shop their store at 226 North Basswood Avenue in Duluth, Minnesota, or visit them online at owmduluth.com. All right, it's our meat of the show. Team has tried to murder a 14-year-old. <laughs> okay, clickbait. <laughs> That's going to be the name of this, this show. No, Thomas don't name it, it that. <laughs> no, he didn't, but I mean, he kind of did. Did he? <laughs> I mean, he... It was a questionable move. Ugh. Highly questionable. I, I, I'm i kind of on the fence about it. Like Every driver out there's done something oh, yeah. boneheaded, though, so... Oh, yeah. Everybody sent sent in a slider just a little too hot. Uh, Tmas came from a little too far back. There was no chance that he was going to clear Ryan Tims. For those of you who don't know Ryan Tims, he's fourteen or is he twelve? He's fourteen. I think Brent Cruz is twelve. They're, whatever. They're both running like midgets and three sixty sprint cars and all this crazy stuff. But uh, what are you doing? Don't worry about it. Are you racing the F1 car underneath the table? Yeah, you know oh, how, like, Lord. how like race cars can go upside down? down. Are you I'm testing just... that theory? A scale model, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Long day. We need to bring back video podcasts. <laughs> a long day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. What are your thoughts? You just think it was questionable and just leave it at that? Yeah, well, I guess I can talk about it a little bit since I'm here to do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why you're here, Will. So, Thomas we'll bring you here because you look good. That's for sure. <laughs> Trevor, let that be known when I saw him on his, at his at his uh, prop fry. <laughs> he lets everybody know that. When he oh man, I don't know. If you look at the video, I mean, it, it kind of looks like he kind of sent it in a little too hard. Well, he definitely sent it in a little too hard. But you know, you don't see it from the driver's perspective either. Right. Um, it it is, be, what is that place, a he, fifth mile? Fort City? I think it's like an eighth. It's not an eighth mile. Thunder Hill's an eighth mile. It's smaller somewhere than a fifth between, mile, I think. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between there. Anyway, it just you don't know what he was reading. You might have read Ryan Tim's going a little faster around the outside, or maybe going a little... A little higher in the corner so we have enough room. You don't know. I mean, we don't know what Timez was thinking. And, uh, I mean, normally he lets us know exactly what he's thinking. But it's just not the case. I mean, I, benefit of the doubt, I like to always think. But we'll see. Yeah, if it's this, let me try again. If this is going to be a recurring thing with like Timez. And I know midgets, you kind of have to do that now because mm-hmm. of how hard everyone drives. And that kind of brings us to Buddy Kofoid. He, he he was just slinging them left and right and went from 16th to win the thing. So, RacingIn.com has Port City listed as a fifth mile. Okay. ASCS Sprint Cars have it listed as an eighth mile. My Race Pass has it listed as an eighth mile. SprintSource.com has it listed as one-seventh of a mile. <laughs> I think we'll just call it one seven. Sure, we'll go in the middle. Uh, <laughs> how can it be that different? Is it like a fifth around the top? 
Could like be. eighth around the bottom. Could that be. could be. Um, but yeah, Cole Floyd from 16th was nuts. I mean, in that field, let's put this in perspective. Chase McDermott went down there, Port City. Qualified only six tenths off the pole. Six tenths is in, in dirt track racing. That's not too bad, right? Six wrong. Tenths? Well, I mean, it's a lot. Well, wrong in this situation. He qualified thirty fourth out of forty seven cars. Like, I mean, that's that's nuts for thirty four cars to be within almost a half second of each other. I mean, it's crazy. So you know, to go from sixteenth to win the thing in that field is ridiculous. Buddy Kofoid's going places, but I don't think you need us to tell you that. Dale Junior. Is no longer ruling out Junior Motorsports to Cup. What is this all about? You put this one in here. I have no idea what you're I about. put this one in here. You bet your britches I did. Uh, I don't know where I saw this. I probably read it or Twitter or something. But I, saying, I haven't listened to the download yet this week. So it's not out this week. Oh, it's yeah, not yet? Not yet. Oh. I looked at it while I was making my rounds today. I was looking for it. But to no avail. Didn't get to listen to Dale Jr. today. But he said on Twitter or... His sister said something, I think it was Kelly, how they've been talking more recently about bringing Dale, or Junior Motorsports to the Cup with just the, the next-gen car coming out and trying to uh, bring that whole new business model to NASCAR where they can try to run just one car for everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like a more of a spec package. They think that it could be more competitive. More cost-effective. More cost-effective. Because I know they pour a lot of money into their Xfinity program, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm Dale Jr. doesn't want to. He just doesn't want to run around in the back. Right. So why would you want to move up to Cup and try to compete for like 20th place? He wants to win. They're seeing how. I feel like he's seeing how 23xi came in. 23xi. 2311. Sorry. 2311 came into the sport this year. Obviously, and they have really good equipment. I mean, they basically have JGR cars. Um, Bubba Wallace at the wheel who we've seen this he's been running well this year he just seems like he has a ton of bad luck so and they're you know they're not coming out there and winning races right away so I feel like he sees that and he's like well maybe it's not too worth it but then when the next dragon car comes in obviously like you said everything's a little more spec a little more even playing field so maybe he'll come in when that when that car comes in so speaking of next gen what's this about Cinco de Mayo yeah 5th of May oh I thought it was like there was like a reference. There was like a some sort of Mexican flair in there. Maybe. No. All right. Could be. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not in charge Dan- of the, Daniel Suarez. The <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Daniel Suarez a little bit too. Yeah, we're. Oh, he just kind of had like the spotlight this weekend for some reason. I think I jinxed him by picking him. You did. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR is revealing, or I guess Toyota, Chevy, and Ford are revealing their next gen models for NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It's still, I think they already announced what models they're using. I think it's going to be the Camaro, the Camry, and the Mustang. But because if you're just process of elimination. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, Ford doesn't make any other cars besides the Mustang, pretty much. Uh, Chevy, I mean, they've been going for the Camaro and the Xfinity and the Cup Series for a little while now. And Toyota already announced they're doing the Camry. So we'll just see what they look like on the, on that uh, platform. Yeah. But Daniel Suarez, he, uh, <laughs> did, he, did he throw the, yeah, he threw those ice packs at William Byron. Yeah, he got dumped. Did you hear, did you listen to Dorfoffer Clear this week? I started to. Freddie Kraft said that Bubba had like the best quote from the whole race and it didn't make it on Radioactive and I'm really angry. I don't know what he said. He said, <laughs> he said Daniel should have kept those ice packs and helped it put out that fire. Yeah. <laughs> 
Daniel's car was on fire. He got out and just chucked the ice packs at uh, William Byron. Uh, I don't even know what William did. He crowned him it, or something, going in the corner? Or... Martinsville stuff. Yeah, short track racing. It's good stuff. Yeah, but uh, on Twitter, Daniel Suarez said something about stick to video games. This is real This is real <laughs> racing. I racing, yeah. It's an I racing. That was close to being our hot take of the week. That was really close. <laughs> No, that sparked the best racing memes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. there was, who said there was a there was a racetrack that posted something like that? They like re- oh, Charlotte Motor Speedway posted something um, with that meme, and it was great. And I can't remember what it was, but like <laughs> there was people posting pictures of like bus racing. Stick to video games. This is real racing. So and good. Just like you know those like nine volt. Barbie car stick to stick to video games. This is real racing, and of course the the old opposite twisteroo. Uh, Here we go. Stick to real racing. This is video games. <laughs> it said <laughs> Charlotte Motor Speedway. Stick to video games. This is real racing, and it's just <laughs> a bunch of pictures of the school bus races that they have on their figure yeah. eight. <laughs> um, if I had uh, to do a meme of the week, it'd definitely be that. I retweeted that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. Alright. We're going to do our little special segments here. Uh first of all, big context, big move of the week. I saw this in person and it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in racing. And if you go look if you go back and look at the times, like the lap times from this race, Sheldon Honshield was three tenths of a second faster than anyone else around Tri-State, and he was the only one just beating the wall down. I mean, if you've never seen a race at Hobstadt, like whether on TV or in person, it's unbelievably difficult to rip the lip there. It's just so tight. It's like Fairbury, where it's so tight around the corners and just, it's amazing. But we've got Johnny Gibson with the call. This is Sheldon Honshield versus Tyler Courtney, NAS on NAS violence, which was really cool to see. It's like a hate crime. It is. It basically is. Amazing, amazing racing. I mean, Sheldon would have won that feature by a lap and a half if he didn't have that left rear go down um, when that red flag came out. I forget who flipped. Um, oh, it was uh, oh, Robert Ballou flipped over. So, I mean, it was just unbelievable race. And the end of it, too, with J-Mac and Carson Macedo just banging doors and J-Mac running Carson over because he brake-checked him going into turn one. And then on the last lap, and Tyler Courtney almost ripping the lip and passing them both. I mean, it was just... You had three or four cars. Hunter Schoenberg would have won that race if he didn't uh, almost spin out in turn number two. So, I mean, there were four or five cars that had a legit shot to win. Brad Sweet got in there at the end, too. I think he finished, like, fifth or sixth. Um, Just an unreal race. I mean, same thing with Kokomo. Kokomo was great. Uh, Sheldon Hodgshield coming from, darn near, I think it started 25. First or 22nd or something like that. Craig Kinzer as well running through the field. So amazing weekend with the World of Outlaws. But you have a way back win. And I was wait. I thought this is what you're going to do last week. Because we talk about this race all the time. Yeah. Um, this is like one of my favorite races I've been to. It was like, I'll set the scene. It was the last race of the year at Angel Park Speedway in 2015. 
the National Sprint League. It was in their debut season. Now defunct. Now defunct. It lasted like two years. Alas. It was NSL and IRA co-sanctioned show. Mm -hmm. And at at the time, NSL was trying to give like, they're trying to make like the all-stars, but like more Midwest. Mm -hmm. More like our side of the Midwest as opposed to like Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, Iowa, that kind of area. Kind of like a Western side of the Midwest as opposed to like the All-Stars where they kind of have the East and kind of how the IRA kind of how the IRA runs right now just more more money in there basically. Yeah, well the IRA doesn't really ever travel outside of Wisconsin besides like the first couple weeks of the year. They're running uh Route 66 twice this year it's in like Michigan. It's like just over the border. Michigan, Iowa. It's primarily Wisconsin. Can you agree with yeah, me agree. here? I agree. I wouldn't consider Wisconsin the Last Midwest. year wasn't. Last year they ran out to South Dakota. Yeah. Last year was <laughs> a little bit. Um, but they went to Angel Park Speedway. Last race of the season. It's corn. I think it's corn fest. Yeah. I don't know. This is the year I graduated high school. It was one of the first like big races I ever went to by myself. I was there completely alone. Oh man, I went with all my, all all my crew, Joey and Stacy, who yeah. I hang out with were there. It was like a big deal. Pete, one of my crew guys, Pete was there. Midgets ran this night too, didn't they? Yeah, well, midgets are always there at Angel Park for the I most think part. I, I think this was the race that made me want to buy a midget. Because <laughs> I stood on the infield in three and four and I just watched them send it into the corner and just, oh, it was great. Anyway, but it started off, I'm going to back it up, we'll go to Hot Labs. Or no, Hot Labs. Danny Lasowski, he'd never seen the racetrack before, he kind of said during an interview, and he went quick time 11.941, which was under the track record at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Balek, second Brian Brown, Ian Madsen, Brian Clausen, Terry McCarl, Roger Crockett, Logan Forler, just all stars. Like, yes. like these are just some big names at that were showing up there. Um, but qualifying, single lap qualifying. Uh, Brian Clausen had, he had the quick time mm-hmm. up until Bill Balog showed up and he just laid down a heater the first sub twelve second lap at Angel Park Speedway. Eleven nine eight five new track record. Crowd went nuts. I remember I was I was standing. I remember where I was when this happened. I was getting food, and because I wasn't like a hundred percent familiar with the whole qualifying thing and. I was like, oh, it's just kind of one car at a time. This is kind of boring. And, and then I, as I was getting food, I realized the tense, like the tenseness that was being felt by everybody. Because you could feel that when you're up in the stands. You could feel everybody getting tense and like, oh, you know, and Brian Clausen went quick time and all this stuff. It was crazy. And I think Bill was like, was he the last car to go? He's one of the last cars to go, yeah. Because here it has... I remember that. It has him listed as the 39th car to take time. Yeah, he was one of the last ones. So he had... And I remember... Joey, who I sit next to, one of my yeah. good friends from Sun Prairie, he we bet quarters when we go to races together. We bet quarters sure. all night. He bet on Brian Claus, and I took Bill Baylog. And I'm like, <laughs> and just like one of the last cars to go out, and he, you could just tell he had this smug look on his face, saying, "Oh, I got this, I got this." Bill Baylog went out. I'm just like, come on, come on, Bill, quick time, new track record, eleven anyway. nine eight five. Which does that? That doesn't still stand, does it? Because he broke it up. He broke his own, didn't he? I don't know who had the track record before that. It might have been. I'm gonna look it up. But it was beat two more times after that. 
Park. Street it was beat right by uh, an all-star guy, and then it was beat by Donnie Schatz. Well, it's not 19.72. Um... <laughs> Anyway, Heat 1, Austin McCarl took the win. Uh, Heat 2, Terry McCarl took the win. Not a lot of passing, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Heat 3, Ian Madsen. And Heat 4, Bill Rose took the win. Uh, the B, There was a B-Main, uh, Mike Ranke, Cody Kinzer, and Tasker Phillips. And Philip Mock were the top four. I don't remember how many transferred, but... And then in the A feature, I just remember that being fantastic. Danny Lasowski took the win over Brad Loyette. Tim Kading, Bill Baylock, Brian Clausen rounded out the top five. And the only reason why this like sticks out in my head so much mm-hmm. is Danny Lasowski, it was like a green-white checkered finish. Danny Lasowski just did this awesome move where like uh, the, the leader, Brad Loyette, he kind of like restarted normally. But Danny timed it so good where... He gassed it up and got onto the cushion on the restart and just timed it out so perfectly. Like, right after the cone, he dove yeah. down and slid in front of him for the lead. Oh. It was, like, the most amazing thing. It's on YouTube. I think, I think NSL posted it at the time. But, yeah, that's that's my way back when. This says Ian Madsen has the track record. From when? From the All Stars in 2018. Okay, it could have been. I know. I know. Uh, Donnie Shots had the track record in what was that? 2016. Field. Oh no no no. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, we'll uh, get back 20, to you. Yeah. Okay. It's because now it says that Brandon Spithaler has it at 11.706. Oh, that could be it. That could be it. Because that's that's a heater. 11-7 at Angel Park. Yeah. That's yeah that was during the all the first All-Star show. It got rained out early. That's a heater around Angel Park. 11-7. That was a heavy track because it rained. Yeah, it, rained it had to have been. <laughs> all right. Uh, no tech talk today. Um, we were going to have updated power rankings if the IRA had raced, but they didn't. So we're going to move on. Um, to our Liquid Nitro Winter Circle Midwest Auto Sports picks, which there's not really a shakeup in our standings after this past week, but we'll see. I think I took one of the categories, but we'll find that out in our next segment. When you need a boost of energy, Liquid Nitro. For those sluggish moments when you need a lift, Liquid Nitro. Rev up your day without the crash. Liquid Nitro. Less sugar, less caffeine, better taste. Liquid Nitro. Crack open a can of the best tasting energy drink on earth. Liquid Nitro. Infused with nothing but the finest ingredients, including three herbs and two B vitamins to give you the best quality energy drink your body can handle. Real energy, no bull. Check them out on Facebook or go to Nitro Beverages Alright, Will. Your NASCAR pick for this last week was Chase Elliott. Mine was Daniel Suarez. That didn't work out too well for me. I think Chase Elliott finished second. I think Daniel Suarez finished about second to last. Uh, so, Will took the NASCAR category. F1 Ooh. didn't race. The Outlaws. This was interesting. Will, you picked Donnie Shots. Donnie Shots was running well both nights before he lost brakes. I picked Sheldon Honshield. 
Sheldon finished, I think, third or fourth on night one. Night two, he finished 14th, but that was still better than Donnie's shots, I believe. Uh, I'm going to look that up right now. I should have done this. I was prepared for this podcast. Um, but we'll come back to that. USAC, you picked Buddy Kofoid. I picked Justin Grant. Both good picks. Both of them did very well. However, Buddy Kofoid decided to come from 16th and win the darn thing. So he helped you out a bunch there. Um, so you picked, you got the USAC. IRA rained out, so that was an NA this week. And IndyCar didn't race this past week. So you took two out of three from me, I believe. I'm confirming that right now uh, with the World of Outlaws results. Because remember, we averaged the two of them together. Uh, Kokomo, I know Donnie DNF'd at Kokomo. Um, yeah, Donnie finished 25th at Kokomo. So, And then at Tri-State... Find out where Donnie finished. I know Sheldon finished 14th. Where did Donnie finish? Did he make the A? Donnie Shots missed the feature? William. Not great. Not great. I lost that one. You jinxed that one there, bud. I don't know what happened there. Last chance showdown. No, Donnie won the last chance. So he had to finish somewhere. Ah, he finished 16th. I beat you by two spots, Will. Oh, oh no. But still, you still took two out of three from me this week. So, in our standings, you have six. I have, or you five. I have one. So, you're still, you're still, um, you're still doing well. I'm not doing so well. I got to make up some ground this week. So, who are you picking? We got... F1 at Imola. Who do you got? He's ready writing. (laughs) Max Verstappen. (laughs) All right. You know he's never finished on the podium at Imola. In Italy. In Italy. Ever. He's going to. All right. He's going to. Streaks are meant to be broken. Yeah. He's. Okay. He's going to. He's going to beat whoever you pick. Lewis Hamilton. Maybe not. I think Depends if yeah, Lewis yeah. Hamilton can keep it in the lines. Could it depend how much money he forks over to the FIA this week <laughs> to not penalize Where's him. NASCAR? Richmond? Richmond, I believe. Yeah, they are. Richmond. Yep. Um, I'll let you pick first. You let me pick first. Yeah. You won this past week. I want to pick first. Okay, I'll pick first. All I right, will do. Right. Ooh, who's good at Richmond? I feel like someone like, let's see. Hey Siri, generate a random number. It's five. Kyle Larson. Oh my god! <laughs> You're kidding me! Oh my god! I, that was my pick too. Oh, he got another top five this last he week. He did at his worst track. He is very sneakily just becoming the front runner this year. Um, God, sneakily, they're gotta... even starting to use him in their promos now. <laughs> I... Oh my God, that was legitimately who I was going to pick. Um, I was going to pick someone like Joey Logano or like Denny Hamlin. Yeah, but like I just old Siri, she's not going to let me down. 
He's won there before, too. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. What the hell? Generate a random number. 59. Nobody's 59. I'm going to go with 9, though. Chase Elliott. (laughs) We'll use one of those numbers, because I can't use 5. All right. World of Outlaws at... Oh, where are they? Where are they? Where are they? I know this. Lawton Speedway in Lawton, Oklahoma. And the Texas Outlaw Nationals at Devil's Bowl. I'm going to pick Aaron Reitzel. For Lawton? Or for, for, oh, the whole weekend. The whole yeah. weekend. Aaron Reitzel. He's Good a Texas pick. boy. Good pick, yeah. Um, I Are you just going to keep Sheldon? No. No, because I picked him this last week and I jinxed him. And I like the kid. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go with Logan Shuhart. Uh, he's had a couple bad runs here. So he's he's due for one. Neither of us picking Brad Sweet. I think that's the first. Um, All-Stars. The All-Stars have a huge weekend. Um, Tyler Courtney. <laughs> no matter where it is? I don't care. Well, we'll, we'll tell pe- the people where it is, at least. Um, they're going to Virginia and Pennsylvania. Virginia Motor Speedway. Twelve grand to take that win. This is in Jamaica, Virginia. There's a city called Jamaica in Virginia. Yeah, I know. That thing sucks. Um, <laughs> Virginia Motor Speedway, Jamaica, Virginia, Williams Grove, Port Royal, and Bedford. Have you ever seen Bedford? No. In Pennsylvania? Maybe. I mean, probably videos. It's like a six-eighths of a mile. Or would that be three-quarters? It's like almost a three-quarter. It, the thing is huge. Um, huge. So I'm going to go with the big motor guys who I know have... PA experience. It's a good call. Brent Marks. That's who I'm going with. All right. Uh, USAC. Sprint cars are somewhere this week. Is that correct? Probably. That was a terrible face. I don't want you ever make that face ever again. <laughs> uh, I feel like whenever the midgets are racing, we're just going to go with the midgets because we like them. Um April, yeah, this week is the 16th and 17th, right? They are at Bloomington on the 16th in Tri-State. Sprint cars? Sprint cars. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Grant. You pick again, man. um, No, okay, okay. I'll let you have Justin Grant. No, you can take him. You can take him. I changed my mind. Kyle Cummins. Duty. Did you see him in a wing in a wing car at Tri State? No. He qualified like fourth. He qualified fourth and made almost made the dash and was running up front in the feature in a wing car. First ever time in a wing car at Tri State. Hmm. So, or first time in a wing car. Period. I think he ran that Sonic number forty four car that was that Route forty four looking all cool, red, white, blue. I'm gonna go with Kyle Cummins. Um, all right, IRA is off this week. We can't really do an MSA picks because you're involved. You have a vested interest. Jack Vanderboom. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that we're saying that Jack can't win, but uh, no, I, I would love to see Jack. I think um, he could do really genuinely well. picking Jack Vanderboom. Yeah, sure. You want to do that? Yeah. 
Do you care, like, if I ever pick you for, like, one race? I don't care. Um, so where is MSA Beaver Dam? We're making a whole new friggin' sheet here. Um, Will. Jack. <laughs> I'm not going to pick myself. Um, you should pick yourself. You should be like Russell Borland when he does Dirt Draft. You know that? He picks himself when he does Dirt Draft. It's really right. smart. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... Oh, man. Usually the first race of the year is always a surprise. Because two years ago we had Bill Taylor win his first feature in the first race of the year. And then last year we had Paul Bukorski. Which not that really Paul is a surprise, but he didn't win the rest of the year. So, um, I like that Jack pick because he runs good at Beaver. You know who else runs good at Beaver? Tyler Tischendorf. But I'm not going to pick Tyler. Sorry, bud. Sorry, headstand. Rip. Oh, man. I don't know why this is so hard. Um, I guess just because we can't pick Brandon McMullen every week this year. He's not going to be there. I know. That's the thing. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with... Who won there last year? Travis Aarons? Aarons won there last year. Man. I think Travis is going to be there. Is he? Yeah. Man, I don't know. Um, I'll go with Lance Fosbender. Got to give the geezer some some love every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> All right, must see shows of the week. Will your local show pick? Come on, we local know, we know show. We know what this is. It's uh, really I must say. I was gonna say. <laughs> I had, to, I had to screw around a little bit. Um, but I think the national race of the year, I I think that's going to be Bloomington. Yeah. USAC Sprint Cars. USAC at Bloomington. My local race is also going to be, I think, MSA. It's like the only local race going yeah. on. I mean, really? Kind of? Yeah. My only other one I would say would be the... Moa down at uh, Tri-City, but that's a little bit of a haul for all of our listeners up here. Um, and if you're driving all that way to watch sprint cars, not why not just go to Beaver Dam? But uh, for the national level, uh, this is more worldwide, but I'm going to go F1 at Imola. It's got to be, right? I'll probably is a, Imola in. is a badass track. You oh, probably? Yeah. Probably. You have a vested interest in the whole season. You bet your entire bank account on Max Verstappen to win the championship. Hey, I never said how big my <laughs> bank account was. <laughs> how many figures? Two. What? Two figures in your bank account. <laughs> yeah. I got like, there's, I have like a two digit bank account. Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope it'd at least be like three. That way you don't have just cents. No. No, it's just cents. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because well, you bet it all on Max Verstappen to win the first race of the year, and he f- screwed that up for you. I got the other half on the season, though. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, our Midwest Auto Sports promotion social spotlight driver update. We had our first Team MAS driver on track this past weekend, Chase McDermott, down at Port City in Oklahoma in his heat race. Started ninth, finished ninth. It was loaded, though. Did you see that thing? I think I said to the group chat, unbelievable. Uh, just the names that were down there. Um, 
C main went six to third in the C main. A C main which was won by Joe B. Miller, mm-hmm. who we mm-hmm. we all know how. Or no, he he didn't win it. Uh, somebody else won it, but he finished. Joe B. Miller finished second in this C main. That dude's a, that dude is a wheel man. And then our boy Chase McDermott finished third. B main was gonna roll off. I think second to last or something like that. Drove into the first corner, lost brakes, mm. pulled off, pulled off. So. uh a little bit of an auspicious start uh, to the season for Chase, but I mean, a pretty good showing down there with, I mean, literally against the best midget drivers on the planet. So, um, pretty good. I was that thing down there was kind of like a mini chili bowl. The names that were there, I mean, it was it was nuts. So, good job, Chase, this weekend. Um, he'll be back in a couple weeks here. Um, once the, our, he's racing like some uh, USAC regional stuff here coming up. Um, racing this week, the mid. West Sprint Car Association is back this week at Beaver Dam. Our boys, Tyler Brabant, your teammate, Tyler Tischendorf, Jack Vanderboom, and you are taking to the track for the first time this weekend at Beaver Dam Raceway in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. That race is this Saturday. I don't believe it's going to be live streamed anywhere, but there will be live timing on my race, my race pass, I'm assuming. Um, that or you can follow us on Twitter at MAS underscore Autosports to follow all of the action. Are you going? Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Well, you'll be there. I'll be there live tweeting. Um, and then our other two drivers that are racing this weekend, Kyle Schuett and Bailey Goldsberry will be racing this weekend in the Midwest Open Wheel Association down at Tri-City Speedway in Platoon, uh, or Illinois. I, I went from Indiana to Iowa to Illinois before I finally got the right state. Um, and that's with MOA. Like I said, that race will be on my race pass as well. Um, that should be a pretty cool event. So if you're down that way, down by Southern Illinois, definitely go give that a shout. Now, our hot take of the week. Once again, if you want to live, leave us a voice message, visit anchor.fm forward slash MW Autosports. But our hot take of the week is not from those messages. This is from Twitter user Joe Graff Jr. who races in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Do you know any of the backstory to this? No. So, Joe Graff and Gray Galding got, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. got in a little spat on pit road. They were swinging at each other. It was fantastic to watch. And then and Mike Harmon yeah. splits them up. Yeah, what a, what a guy. He was just on his way to Applebee's, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> So, Joe Graff and Greg Golden get into it, and then Greg Golden goes on SiriusXM NASCAR, then Joe Graff goes on SiriusXM NASCAR, and then Greg Golden goes back on SiriusXM NASCAR, and Joe Graff has this to say about it. Jeez, listening to Gray talk on SiriusXM NASCAR, he talks like he is Dale Earnhardt. Gray is 38th in points and has no top 20 finishes and no lead lap finishes, and I am in his way. Dot, dot, dot. LOL. End of quote. Responding to Joe Graff is TJ Michael. TJ Michael is a full-time All-Star Circuit of Champions driver. TJ says, Joe, all jokes aside, I have a couple questions. When is the last time you've won a race? And how much does it cost to run a full Xfinity season? (laughs) Asking for a friend. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Joe Graff is absolutely a pay driver. Um, He 100% paid for his seat. Probably as did Greg Galding, wouldn't you say? Um, I don't know, but Gray has definitely won some late model stuff. Oh yeah, uh, I'm gonna look up Joe Graff Jr.'s resume here real quick, uh, just to see if he's actually done anything. Okay, so oh, all right, 
So Gray, he said that Gray is 38th in points. Joe Graff's Jr. last finish in the Xfinity Series was 38th. Um, I'm going to look up the Xfinity Series standings right now. More drivers. Joe Graff Jr. is 21st in points. Um, no top 10s. Um, no wins, obviously. I think it says one top 15. So he's nowhere near the top of the totem pole as far as the Xfinity Series go. And this dude got crucified on Twitter for bringing out this hot take. This wasn't just TJ Michael responding like this. This was everybody. Uh, there was, n- I don't know if there were anyone that actually supported Joe Graff in this statement. It was just very, very strange uh, to see someone who has not really done much in their NASCAR career um, <laughs> calling out people like this. Why is it always guys in the back that are fighting for 35th always calling know, each other dude. out? Like This dude, he finished 22nd in points last year. His best finish in his entire NASCAR career is 22nd. I mean, <laughs> no wins, no top 10s, no polls. Um. Oh man, Arkham Menard series, best finish. No wins, not a single win in the Arkham Menard series. Oh no, he did. He won at Berlin Raceway in 2018. Um, finished eighth in points, fifth in points. Um, Arkham Menards East. 29th in points, 28th, 27th. Yeah, this dude is not setting the world on fire. He, this, the big thing that I saw, he did not qualify for a race with Richard Childress Racing in Xfinity and with Colleg Racing. Colleg Racing won a race this year. Granted, it was with AJ Allmendinger, but he won on an oval. It wasn't like a road course thing where he got lucky or whatever. And Richard Childress has. Would you, what would you say? Richard Childress is probably one of the top Xfinity deals. Are they at least used to be? I mean, I yeah. don't think they... Do they have a car right now? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Not so it's like... How do you... He, he literally did not qualify. Uh, what? Like, oh my gosh, it's just unreal. So, again, like you said, it's, just, it's always the dudes that are running for 35th. Speaking of dudes that are running for 35th, did you just see the James Davison versus... Uh, Cody Ware spat that they had on the radio. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna like implode. James Davison and the Cody Ware, if you don't know, they both drive for Rick Ware Racing. And James Davison, uh, what did he say? He said something like, "Because uh, Cody Ware was like basically wrecking him every lap, and then James Davison finally spun out Cody Ware for driving him like an idiot." And uh, James Davison said, "This dude, how is he driving like this? Is in his own dad's car?" And then he said. He said, like, hey, Rick Ware, get, come get your MF and kid off the track or whatever. Like, calling out his team owner, uh, which is interesting. And and then, you know, everybody's saying James Davison is an accomplished race car driver. I don't think that there's any – look up James Davison's career right now. But I know he's, like, top 10 in an Indy car before. Um, ran really well at the Daytona 500. Everything. I think he's uh, – he ran in the – like Blanc Pond World Challenge, I think for a while, uh, V8 Supercars, I believe. Um, yeah, IndyCar Series. Yeah, I mean he's done a lot of stuff, so he's very, very accomplished. He has two top tens in his in 
uh, NASCAR Xfinity car. So he's good. He's good. And there's a lot of people saying like, James, what are you doing in a Rick Ware car, man? (laughs) He's pissed off about running in the back, but he took that Rick Ware ride, which I guess like, you know, if you want to focus on your NASCAR career, that's great. But I don't think Rick Ware is the place you want to focus on your NASCAR career. (laughs) So I don't know. You got anything to add to this whole situation? No, not really. I mean, <laughs> it's just funny to watch, isn't it? Yeah, it's just kind of like a dumpster fire. It is. It is a dumpster fire. It's uh, especially with those cars; they basically belong in a dumpster. So, uh, no offense to Rick Ware Racing. They're having fun, though. All those—I don't know if they're having fun, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't, James Davison is having fun. I'll tell you that. Oh man, I don't know if Rick Ware is having too much fun listening to his drivers. Well, listening to one of his drivers go on and go at his son like that. Either. Uh man, can you, Cody Ware is driving an Indy car, an Indy five hundred. It'll be interesting. Let that sink in for a second, man. <laughs> like, do the double. Oh man, well, of all the amazing and legendary drivers that have done the double, Cody Ware is going to add his name to that list. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Ware is a driver. He is a driver, yeah. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Alright, I think on that note, we're, I think we, we should probably I have comments like that. Of all the choices, that is one of them. That is one of them. <laughs> no. More power to them, man. I like these. I, pink drivers are fun. Are they fun? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. I mean, but that's what, what honestly I, they talk about all the time. Pay drivers, it, yeah. it wouldn't be a great sport without them. I mean, look at gentlemen drivers in uh, oh yeah, sports car racing. They pay the bills, brother. They do pay the pills, brother. I said pay the pills. <laughs> pay the bills, brother. All right. Uh, I think on that note, <laughs> I'm ready packing up my stuff. I know you're packing up. You're ready to get out of here. This went way off the rails at the end there, but uh, thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. I hate that so much. <laughs> Look at the mound of blue you just put on the freaking Jesus Christ.